This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Senior. A dimly lit room. What? Dimly lit room. Hmm? Let. Thanks, Rick. Dimly lit room. He did it. Could be a long week. Yeah. Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Never ending politics. It's 2017. It's an odd number. Why are there any elections? Every other year is horrible enough. Now we got states going off on odd-numbered years? Stop it! Stop it! Thieves and pervs and robbers and liars and... Ah, make it stop. So that's our general manager. Never-ending <laughs> politics. Used um, to be you'd spend like your whole life until to October of an election year, and you'd think, well, I... I don't like McGovern a lot, but Nixon seems to be a thief, you'd say to your neighbor. But, and then you'd, you'd go vote, and then you get back to your regular life. Here's a question for you. So my wife had apparently poured salsa in the drain last night at some point, And this morning I was cleaning it out, and it's got, like, onions and stuff in it. Mm. I cleaned it out with my fingers. I cannot wash that smell off. Mm. Is there anything that will get that smell off your hands? I used all kinds of special soaps that we use to get heinous uh, farm smells off of you. Still, you can't get that off of you. <laughs> Goat sputum and whatnot. Yeah. Um, does that I d- smell just something that does not come off of you? For a while, Ew, I guess. I don't know. Disgusting. <laughs> Gotta wear rubber gloves if you touch salsa. Indeed. Gross. And, and do you find yourself compulsively sniffing your fingers? No, it's gross. <laughs> yes, I, don't do. like salsa, yes, so. do. I don't like salsa. I don't like salsa. I hate onions. But, God, I, just, I use like five different soaps, tried a little dishwasher detergent. You hate onions. Baby wipes. I have ordered pizza with the following toppings. Double onions, please. Oof. Oh, that's rough. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And they say uh, yellow onions or red. And I say, hmm, both. Bring it. Right. Deal. Um, Let's introduce everybody in our squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. And a sign of maturity over the weekend, the girlfriend and I went and saw a symphony. She needed to see uh, classical music for her. You know, I actually really enjoyed it. I like the upbeat classical music, but it's the really soft stuff that puts me to sleep in the chair. But I love the upbeat stuff with the horns and everything like that. Yeah, you're standing up. Woo! Play right. the Fifth Symphony. Play it. What'd you wear to the symphony? Collared shirt? I did wear a collared shirt, there yeah. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Rented. Very sophisticated. <laughs> Rented. Uh, Went to a tuxedo store. Tell me, do you have shirts here? A <laughs> lot of older people there, though. Much uh, older than me. Very sophisticated weekend you had while I smell like onion. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I had the, the typical bachelor experience. Let me know if anybody else has had one of these, where... You realize the fridge is empty, the cupboards are bare. It's like old Mother Hubbard, right? There's there's barely a thing to eat in the house. Now I could go to the grocery store and, you know, get enough food for a week, maybe two. 
Or I could just order a pizza, eat that for the weekend, and then figure out the food situation again on Monday, because that's what I did. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, so I got, a, I got a grocery store run later in my day, but I had the old, ah, I'll just I'll just order in something and I'll eat leftovers for about 48 hours. It's a good way to live. Huh? Get onion on that pizza, because that's good. No, no, I'm, I'm with Jack on that. Sans onion on pretty much everything I eat. Children. Scrounging through the fridge and the cupboards, and you got couple of different kind of cereals you can put together, but no milk, so you use water. I've done that. (laughs) I, on the other hand, I'll often go to the symphony with nothing to feed me but an onion in my hand, a big fidelity (laughs) onion, which I will crunch on during the show. Who saw Roy Moore on uh, Sean Hannity Friday night? Wow. Nice job, dude. Nice job, dude. We'll be playing that later. I think he regained his footing. We're we're good to go. Wow. What? There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am feeling lucky, feeling healthy these days, so I couldn't resist this weekend. I went to my more upscale location and made a financial investment in Scratchers, and bam! I'm bringing home the bacon. Bam! Oh, wait a minute! Bam! He makes it sound so easy. <laughs> yes! Bam! Yes! Well, and let's not uh, lose this in the analysis. You went to a more upscale Scratchers store, yes. figuring they sell more winners. Not the mini-mart that I've been going to, where everybody's got a tattoo and uh, weird scraggly hair and missing right. teeth. They no, have no, no. winners there. Uh, this was a much more upscale location. Not as many sketchy people as no. my Roll family calls lights, them. Yeah. soft music in the background, <laughs> leather chairs. A lot of people stopping in on their way to the symphony perhaps yes, to get a exactly. scratchers. they hand you a glass of champagne as you walk in what can we help you with sir today slim jims 12 pack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not the sort of place where everybody's hands smell like onions not that sort of place. oh no not at all sir. uh i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this it is monday november 13th the year 2017 we are armstrong and getty and we approve of this program let's begin peeling back the layers of the onion of today's events no nobody <laughs> precisely according to cc rules and regs at mark First of all, the Democrats didn't win anything. They just kind of lucked into it because people are fed up with both parties. And the millennials and the Gen Xers are going to equal the baby boomers in 2018. And the millennials and the Gen Xers are coming. And if either of these parties, the Democrats moving farther and farther to the left, the Republicans worried about everything on the extreme right, playing to their base. If this continues, these, these millennials and Gen Xers are totally up for grabs. And frankly, it's going to reshape the entire landscape of American politics. And thank goodness. Who that? Governor Kasich. Really? Whatever. I don't care. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Donald Trump wrapping up another not without controversy weekend. Embattled Senate candidate Roy Moore vowing to stay in the race and sue reporters. And Louis C.K., yes, the stories are true. Stories coming up at 635 Armstrong and Getty. Who knew there are so many people with that compulsion? So weird. Something that most of us spend our entire lives hoping to God nobody ever finds sees us. (laughs) (laughs) Others feel the need to do it in front of strangers. Who's more together? You know, who's more down to earth? I'll tell you, according to the uh, legal statutes, I think those of us are uh, keeping it quiet. Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's great. We have some really amusing and thought-provoking shower thoughts to kick off the week. Yeah, that guy Roy Moore, uh, who may or may not have been trying to sex up 14-year-olds down in Alabama, did an interview with Sean Hannity where he didn't didn't help his cause any. Holy crap. In your opinion. <laughs> All right, in my opinion. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Perhaps someone will have to explain to me why Sean Hannity fans are destroying their Keurig coffee machines. I'm confused by that story. We will play some clips of uh, Roy Moore going on Sean Hannity on Friday night. <laughs> just just like with a shovel digging a hole and crawling down in it for some reason. I, I don't know what was going on there. Oh, my God. Ermagerd. Mailbag. But then how does that lead to people destroying their Keurig machines? I guess we'll have to stay tuned. The list of things that would cause me to destroy mine is very, very short. Founder of a company in bed with my wife? Maybe, but probably not. Right, exactly. It's not the machine's fault. <laughs> I'm still going to need coffee living on my own. <laughs> All right, mailbag. Okay, first of all, the weekly shower thoughts. You remember last year I found almost none of them amusing. This week, uh, so much insight. First of all, this one's heavy. We're going to start heavy. Soldiers not only die for us or are willing to die for us, they kill for us, which is a sacrifice not often as often recognized and must be a terrible burden to bear. I recommend you, me, everybody read On Killing by Dave Grossman. It's an amazing book. And you're saying extremely thought provoking. Yes. And you're bringing us up in the shadow of Veterans Day, which was Saturday. And unfortunately, being on a Saturday Mm. didn't get a lot of attention. Yeah, I have a feeling that's why it appeared. No, I brought it up because it's on the sheet in front of me. Mm. Um, But it is excellent timing. Yeah. Soldiers not only die for us, they kill for us. Um, And that is a burden. That's a terrible burden. Uh, A lot of relationships start off with don't ever change. Then progress to you have to change. Then end with you've changed. (laughs) Mm. Wow, that is good. Oh, boy. (laughs) That is so good. Oh, life. Life, why are you so mysterious? I've fallen in love with you because of the way you are right right. now. That's right. Don't ever change. And then you have got to change. You're making me crazy. (laughs) Then I don't know you anymore. (laughs) Wow. Love, love, why are you so obnoxious? (laughs) I like this one. I love this one, especially this one. This one one is going out to everybody commuting to work right now. Referring to your employees as family is the corporate equivalent of telling a prostitute you love her. Wow. (laughs) Oh, oh, come taste the cynicism. I have often thought, I studied this uh, a fair amount in college, including as part of an MBA program, but the whole um, uh, organizational communication, and I've often thought I'd like to put together some of your leading CEOs in America, and then some uh, regular employees who I guess would have to stay anonymous so they could speak honestly, and tell them about the emails saying, everything's going great. Or, though, you're like family here, or any of that stuff. How that's received, as opposed to the way they think it's received. Yeah, that would be good. You ought to write a really funny book on that topic. There are probably a couple out there, but that doesn't stop, you know, other books from getting cranked out. But did, That'd be a good project. You've got lots of free time. Do the people at tops of big companies, do they think when they put out stuff like that that it's really doing something other than making people say, yeah, right, or rolling their, rolling eyes, their eyes or yeah. become just slightly more embittered about where they work? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. <laughs> uh, let's see. Maybe little kids have it right when they worship the garbage man, the postman, the guy who drives the semis and cranes, instead of admiring the cesspool of Hollywood that we adults seem to. Oh, no doubt. Well, you adults seem to. I don't. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Candy corn is just corn turned into corn syrup, then back into corn. 
<laughs> I do love the candy corn, doesn't everybody? You know oh, what I wish they oh, had? Geez. I wish they had onion-flavored candy corn. <laughs> candy <laughs> onion. That would be delicious. You know my favorite funny thing? <laughs> What's that? Three steps for eating candy corn. Step one, get a bag of candy corn. Step two, pour it in the trash. Step three, eat Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, you're like a child. Candy corn, it's a vegetable. My it's wife, the only vegetable candy. My own wife, Saturday night. I come out of the bathroom there. She is sitting at the table eating candy corn straight out of a big bag of candy corn. Atta girl. There you go. It's the small pleasures that make what life worth living. You. This one's good. If The Walking Dead was set in, set in any other country... There probably wouldn't. No, I've got to. There's really awkward wording. I thought I could change it on the fly. I was wrong. If The Walking Dead was set in any other country, there probably wouldn't be enough guns and ammo to continue having full on firefights every couple of days. Mm. That's true. And the zombies would eat us all. One more reason <laughs> America's a great country. <laughs> oh, my God. And then finally, this as we move into the winter time. Everybody's lips were probably really chapped during the Ice Age. (laughs) Funny. That's good. Oh, so simple. So delicious. Here's Brian in beautiful Nevada City, California. It's up in the foothills of the uh, Sierra Pacific or something. Lovely town. It's got an old-timey feel. It's it's kitschy. It's quaint. As uh, Matt, uh, the great great keyboardist Matt... From the uh, the Dead Flowers uh, once put it, as we got out of a car to play a gig in Nevada City, he said, oh, no, oh, no, it's quaint. I'm allergic to quaint. I'll break out. It's, got it's one a of very the, quaint town. It's got one of the oldest bicycle races in America. Ah, oh, that's quaint. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. Is it the bone shaker? The big big tire in no. front, the small tire in back? No. no. Super fast guys wearing uh, tight clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it uh, like mountain bikes or uh, No, 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 race bikes. bikes. They come flying down that hill. You sit out on the balcony of that old hotel getting drunk and screaming as people ride by and yes. hope they crash into the hay bales for your entertainment. <laughs> yes. Wholesome. Anyway, uh, Brian in Nevada City um, writes, uh, uh, I don't. I actually don't care, but if the, he's a 49ers fan, apparently makes a reference to the York family, which owns the San Francisco 49ers National Football League Club. If the Yorks had any actual football savvy, they'd sign Rand Paul's neighbor. He might inspire their defense. Although we do have multiple fouls, unneighborly-like contact, illegal block in the back, spearing, and whistle it dud unimpeded to the senator prior to the snap. Neighbor is ejected from the game, 67-yard penalty from the spot of the foul. Have we heard anything about Rand Paul? He's healing up. He's all right. His ribs are coming along. No, he's uh, still in really, really bad shape. Ah, that's terrible. And the mystery continues. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be political. Nobody, nobody fights. Well, I don't know. Over lawn care. Uh, let's see. On the topic of sexual harassment training. Oh my, is that in the news lately, folks? The uh, the sexual harassment training. That's what Louis C.K. needed. Christine writes. I he give... didn't. He didn't have the training that told him not to do that. Right. Don't lure women into your room. Get between them and the door, and then pleasure yourself in front of them. Uh, he always asked first, he says. We'll read his full uh, statement from Friday. But he said, I always asked. That's right. because they always thought you were kidding. Right. You're a comedian. <clears throat> if you say, as Louis C.K., mind if I get undressed and masturbate in front of you, you assume it's a joke. <laughs> and then he, with a straight oh, face, Louis. would just get undressed and do it. Yeah. Christine, on the topic of sexual harassment training, writes, I've, I give classes on how to do it properly. There wow. you go. Well, Christine, why don't you unbutton one more button, come over here and teach me what you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Creepy enough? 
Is Louis C.K. the only person so far that has come out and said, yeah, all those stories are true? I think so. Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we've had the vague, you know, I may have uh, engaged in behaviors in my past that I'm not proud of, and right. I apologize to anyone who may have been hurt, blah, 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 but no. Speaking of which, this is the picture of the year. This is making rounds on the internet. This is red, 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 red hot. It is a picture of Harvey Weinstein flanked by Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin clapping at a uh, at the 100th anniversary gala of Planned Parenthood. They're smiling. They're happy. They're clapping. On the right, the wife of an impeached president, abuser of women, accused rapist, and the person, blah, 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 um, uh, let's, 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 God, this is terrible. Uh, on the other side, Huma Abedin, wife of an abuser, uh, uh, targeter of children for his pervo penis shots, and then Harvey Weinstein sitting there celebrating Planned Parenthood and women's rights. I wonder if uh, Harvey and uh, and and Anthony Weiner ever like talked about this stuff, or did they both find out through the news? Oh wow, he's like that. Geez, we could have gotten together and uh, had a time. You know, I knew I, had, I knew I liked him. I knew there was something about him I liked. They didn't even know they had that in common. Yeah, yeah. And here's a little yin and yang for you. It's John writing. Uh, first of all, today I think I heard Judge Moore's name at least fifty times over the course of your program. How about rating any of these recent accusations, assigning a number of verified credibility, create a spreadsheet assigning points to each accusation based on the actual facts. Uh, uh, This is a very recent accusation of a crime in the last week. Multiple witnesses, physical evidence. It would obviously receive more points than some 40-year-old nonspecific offensive inappropriate touching. Et cetera, et cetera. Who did the victim first report this to? A reporter, law enforcement, political act? Did law enforcement bring this to the public? Really? Statute of limitations is part of the law. Does it apply to any of these reports? Well, first of all, John, we're not a court. There is no statute of limitations. Um, There's not going to be a court. This is not going to be a trial. There's not going to be anybody charged. It's politics, brah. It's entirely politics. We'll play you uh, Roy Moore on uh, Sean Handy on Friday night. You you uh, you decide what you think. Because I heard one Republican senator say, uh, "I find the accusations, the accusers, more credible than the defendant." Having listened to them both. Well, John says, uh, "Shut up about it or get the facts." And then this uh, Estonian Matt, good to hear from our Estonian listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many of them. Uh, guys, please spend more time discussing the accused pedophilia of Roy Moore. I was happy to see you pursue Weinstein with such vigor and would hope you hold a potential U.S. senator to the same standard. Well, look, the Why, truth those... is somewhere in the middle. 40-year-old allegations of touching are nothing like Harvey Weinstein, sir. The both of you see the world entirely through your partisanship. So don't lecture me, bitches. How about those sorry, two? Uh, sorry, maybe I'm those, sorry. Maybe those two emailers could get together and fight. To to well, maybe not to the death. I don't want to see anybody wow. die, but wow, certainly, yeah. certainly till one of them cries, uncle. Uh, and finally, this uh, somewhat cynical but realistic note from DB. Perhaps my problem is I'm way too logical to keep from going nuts these days, but. Please explain to me why all of a sudden people are shocked and disgusted that some high-profile men have exposed themselves, groped, and harassed young women, but they continue to support a politician who enabled her well-known sexual predator husband for her entire marriage, including charges of rape, etc., etc. It's a whole Hillary thing. (sighs) Hillary is a lonely old woman who lives alone in upstate New York. What? You know what? She's done. She's she's a non-factor. 
So if somebody asks you if you uh, tried to sex up a 14-year-old years ago, would you say, that doesn't sound like me? Or would you just say, no, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I, I would find that so unlikely, Sean, <laughs> in, in many ways. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, good Lord. Uh, so Marshall's got his news coming up. Trump, with his, of all the tweets Trump has tweeted, since we came to know Donald Trump, he had his best tweet over the weekend. So fantastic. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know the state of the world? (laughs) Precarious. Oh, boy. Every bit about it. The economy, relationships between countries, politics everywhere. Precarious, my friend. Then I heard there was an Ebola outbreak somewhere. Huh? Oh, no. Is that back again? It's back. Oh, boy. And and monkier than before. Oh, boy. We'll have to describe those symptoms for you for oh, our no. new listeners. No, no, do we? Oh, boy. Well, you got to know if you have it. It's a public service announcement. If you find yourself bleeding from every conceivable opening in your body, think of them all. You may, you may have Ebola. Get Jeff Foxworthy to do a bit on that. <laughs> <laughs> if you find, may find yourself with a high fever and hemorrhaging, you may have Ebola. If you ate a monkey carcass you found on the road, there's a decent chance you might uh, have Ebola. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Now, capping off a whirlwind Asian tour, President Trump praising the Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte today. We've had a great relationship. This has been uh, very successful. We have many meetings today with many other leaders. Trump making the statement before a meeting with Duterte while brushing off questions about human rights. The Philippine president has faced criticism of human rights violations for instigating a very bloody drug war. Now the White House is saying human rights regarding that drug fight came up, quote, briefly during the two leaders' private meeting. Meanwhile, Trump is out there clarifying comments he made about believing Russian President Putin over not meddling in the 2016 election. Oh, was that a mess over the weekend? President says his trust lies within the U.S. intelligence agencies as they are currently constituted. Nearly meant that Putin believes there was no Russian interference. I believe that President Putin really feels, and he feels strongly, that he did not meddle in our election. What he believes is what he believes. All right, here's the deal with that. Because over the weekend, it sounded like it's really sounded like he was taking Putin's word for the fact that there was no meddling. Now he's clarified, and I appreciate that. But you either believe Putin, which makes you a naive fool, or you think you can play Putin, which makes you a naive fool to me. Or maybe I don't know his angle. I don't know what angle he's working, what he's trying to accomplish, but. I don't, uh, boy, oh boy, Putin is not Barack Obama. 
Putin cannot be messed with. He cannot be played. We'll have to read the very the original statements uh, that Trump made. It's, it's pretty interesting. But we're leaving out the best thing he said over the weekend. Are you talking about North Korea's Kim Jong-un? The president tweeted on Saturday he doesn't know why North Korea's Kim Jong-un would insult him by calling him old when he would never call Kim short and fat. <laughs> yeah, let's you gotta that, read it in the first person, Marshall. That is hilarious. Why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old when I would never, never. in all caps, call him short and fat? <laughs> oh, well, I try so hard to be his friend, and maybe someday that will happen. That's hilarious. As the fabulous I'm Just Diane tweeted, the President of the United States is a mean girl. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm old. Well, you're short and fat. <laughs> well, maybe oh we God. can be friends someday. That would be good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore. Oh, on, the, on the National Progressive Radio, yes. they were just in full panty wedding mode with, you know, he makes these jokes, but they bring us closer to the brink of nuclear war. You know, I'm not sure they do. Kim Jong-un executes dissidents by the thousands, starves them to death, works them to death. I doubt he's going to get that butt hurt. I'm not sure you could explain to me how they do any good other than entertaining me, which they are. Well, there you go. Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore remained defiant Sunday, calling the Washington Post story, reporting allegations of sexual misconduct against him, fake news, and promising that he is going to sue the paper. You tell him, Roy. Yeah, boy, these kind of people are regularly saying they're going to sue papers, and then they never get around to it for some reason. Speaking at a Veterans Day event near Birmingham over the weekend, Moore said, To think that grown women would wait 40 years to come before, right before an election, to bring charges is absolutely unbelievable. Moore has been under fire since the Post reported claims that he sexually harassed four teens while he was in his 30s. Well, I'll let the people of the state decide, but um, uh, for instance, if you watched 60 Minutes last night, and and I'm sorry, this is going to get, well, I'll, I'll keep it reasonably clean. You got young gymnasts being treated for years by a doctor who would explain that he was treating their back and hip pain by inserting his fingers into them. Many women, young women, girls, for years. And they had been lured into that relationship. They had been groomed. They had been deceived. They trusted him. And they didn't say anything for a very long time. I don't get it entirely, but it exists. Yeah, you have to recognize, I have to recognize... It clearly is a thing uh, to 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 allow is the wrong word to put up with out of fear, confusion, whatever for for many many years, and then at some point be willing to speak. Enough women have done it in enough situations that I have to recognize that is a thing. That is a human response, a very common human response. Well, and this little gal who came out with the allegations against Roy Moore, the the main one when she was fourteen, he was trying to put his hand between her legs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, she has said, look, I've had multiple divorces. I've got debt. I didn't want to go up against one of the most powerful men in the state and accuse him accuse him of this stuff. I knew how it would go, which to me is a pretty good explanation. I, that doesn't mean I know it to be true, but it's a pretty good explanation. Uh, why is she coming out now? She says, I'd had enough. I'm, I'm not going to see him ascend to the Senate 
as a perv. So you believe her or you don't. It's up to you. And then some other women came forward and said they've had similar experiences. Yes. Yeah, the one gal who used to work with him uh, said, yeah, it was common knowledge that he dated girls in high school. This is when he was in his 30s. Well, I think the reason Republican... I, I don't know if she's telling the truth. I think the reason Republican politicians are so quick to go to the, if this is true, he's got to step down. And I think the reason Sean Hannity went as hard in the interview as he did, Roy Moore thinking he had a soft place to land with Sean Hannity is because Sean Hannity's heard the stories. That'd be my guess. We'll play some of the interview with Sean Hannity in about 15 minutes. His answers, Roy Moore's answers are, uh, well, they didn't help him any, I don't think. Well, let's hear him. I, I want to judge for myself. One final note, Louis C.K. admitting Friday he engaged in sexual misconduct with several women, five female comics, sharing their stories with the New York Times. C.K. admitting the stories are true. His statement reading in part, at the time I said to myself that what I did was okay because I never showed a woman my privates without asking first, which is also true. But what I learned later in life, too late, is that when you have power over another person, asking them to look at your privates isn't a question, it's a predicament for them. End of statement. Which is actually a pretty good description. Puts them in an extremely difficult position. No pun intended. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Well, there is a good rule of thumb on this. If you would like to stay out of trouble that I learned from Saturday Night Live, we'll have that for you coming up. Would you like to stay out of trouble? Uh, so far, so good. Most, well, mostly. <laughs> but yes, I can always get a brush up. Always use a little, <laughs> yes. a little tip. It's like getting a golf tip. Here, keep your knee in. There you go. <laughs> keep your knee in. <laughs> in this case, keep your schwanz in. <laughs> so we'll play the Hannity stuff. And how did the Hannity interview lead to people destroying their Keurig coffee machines all across America? <laughs> go ahead. Send it to me. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. harassment stuff that's been going on and look here okay guys fellas i got a tip for y'all i like to call it tiffany's tips it's a tip tip listen fellas listen okay if you got your thing thing out and she got all her clothes on you're wrong you're in the wrong. i really liked her she was hilarious i'd never seen her before in my life I gotta catch her act. She's a rising star. Oh, she is fantastic. But Who anyway, so uh, what is her name? Tiffany Haddish. She's a black female uh, stand-up comedian. Mm. She grew up in foster homes as part of her story. It's Ooh. really interesting. Wow. And uh, she just emerged on the scene. She was talking about she was in this big hit movie, which I'd also never heard of, that made $100 million worldwide. And all her friends are saying, wow, you're a big star. And she said, I might be, but I don't have any money. I don't know where the $100 million went. They said, Google yourself. So I Googled myself. says my net worth is $2 million. I don't see any $2 million. I don't know where I'm supposed to have that $2 million. Wow. <laughs> wow. But anyway, her tiff tip, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. If she's Rule got her thumb. clothes on, you can't have your thing out. Right. Almost always. Right. 
Unless you are specifically invited. Almost always. You know how sometimes in movies or plays, they will, uh, at the credits, they will list the people in the movie in order of appearance, right? Like, your thing should never be the first in the order of appearance in the in the credits of your date night. Yeah. Right? I like it. <laughs> save that for the third act. So uh, the Sean Hannity, Roy Moore stuff coming up at 7.04. Also, later in the show, good grab, one of the authors of the big, big Sunday New York Times story about the worst intelligence breach in our nation's history. Some hackers got some of our very best stuff from from our best hackers, and it's disturbing, and they're disturbed, and there were questions among some. Are are they even? Is that agency even doing any good for the nation? Wow, the NSA. Wow, wow. They got pantsed so bad. You know, it's beginning to feel like I don't know what. It's how many times have you heard the phrase? The most terrible, serious hack in our nation's history over the last, like, three years. Yeah. Seems like every four or five months there's a new one. Yeah, but when it's, um, you know, some bank or whatever, that that's one thing. And uh, bad enough because they have uh, my information. I'm talking about the national security stuff. Oh. And I don't doubt that it's true. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, can we make this a priority? Yeah, f- current and former NSA people saying it is catastrophic oh, God. what happened. And we're going to have the author of that story about 8.15. we got to just start walking around with note cards with the information. Here, oh, Al, yeah. can you look into that? Go old school. Right? Yeah. That's what they're doing in Russia. I'll bet. I'll, yeah. A lot of the intelligence agencies are communicating on paper, except when it's, it's specifically necessary to use the Internet. What time is it? Uh, well, man, i got to get, we got to get to if this If she story. has her clothes on and you got your thing thing out, you're wrong. <laughs> So, uh, listen to this. This, uh, oh, man, I can't decide what this is. I got that story. I got this story. All right, listen to this. This is crazy. I finally got my hair cut on Friday. I worry about haircuts like most people worry about surgical procedures. <laughs> wow. I don't want to go. I don't want to f- figure out who's got to wait for how long. I don't want the chattering gal asking me what I do for a living. I just don't, I don't want any of it. I just don't want, God, I want to cut my own hair like Keith Richards. But so anyway, I, I got that done. I happen to have this uh, thing out in front of me from one of my uh, libertarian organizations that goes over. It's a big, big piece about licensing requirements for various lines of work in various states. A lot of the, a lot of jobs that are not particularly, you know, crazy, like a manicurist. You're a massage therapist. You're a locksmith. Maybe you're an EMT, et cetera. The requirements for your license in that state vary widely. And a lot of that stuff is just an effort to keep competition out of the marketplace. Um, there's no reason. I mean, the, the infamous thing is you got to get a cosmetology license to braid hair. Otherwise, you're breaking the law. And the government will come and take your money or put you in jail, which is just disgusting. Land of the free, my ass. But anyway, I have in front of me here the uh, the least and most Hours of instruction that you must get to become a cosmetologist, which is a, a hair and makeup person, right? Or hair, at any rate? I thought that was somebody that studied the cosmos. No, no, no? I think that's wrong. Uh, a cos- so to get a, uh, you got to cut hair. The smallest number of hours in Maine and New York is a thousand. Really? In one state. You must go to cosmetology school 40 hours a week, full full time, 
for 57 and a half weeks. Oh, my God. More than a year of full-time study to be able to cut somebody's hair or, or dye it. What state? I'll give you a hint. Pine trees and lesbians. <laughs> Anybody? Any, that's right. Arizona. Arizona. Delaware. Oregon. <laughs> not Delaware. Not Arizona. And are these Oregon. all government? 2,300 hours. Wow, that's crazy. Are these all government things? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm from the Milton Friedman Libertarian School of why can't a private organization do that if you think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of any reason why I today couldn't go open up a little store and say, I'm cutting hair. I, it doesn't make and any if sense. You're crappy at it, you'll go out of business. I'll never have any customers again. Or me, maybe even make me say up front, I don't have any training. But I'll cut your hair for $5. I mean, if you, like, repeatedly stab people with HIV-infected scissors... Well, then that's an assault, so well, it'll take care of itself. Exactly. There are crimes there. Yeah. Now, do do I quote-unquote want people using fungusy toenail clippers at the pedicurist? No, but, you know, make that a regulation. You, you, you do that, you're, you're arrested. You've committed a crime. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Almost over a year of full-time study to cut hair. Sean Hannity, not a safe place for Roy Moore. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, yeah, beautiful hair.